0: So many folks are worried about factors like inflation and market volatility, putting their retirement nest egg in jeopardy. Today, we're going to ease your concerns and have a little fun playing Financial Jeopardy, bringing you facts and tips along the way. Don't want to miss it. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. Welcome to the show. This is
1: Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and here to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. Both are fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients and all things we talk about on the show each week. We know that you guys are really interested in, you need to know about retirement income strategies, wealth accumulation, asset protection, and so much more. Of course, Matt and Matt are with Soundpath Retirement Strategies. Thank you for spending part of your weekend with us on Cairo 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Guys, how are we doing today? We're doing great, Gary. How's it going? We're doing good. You, You want to try something different today? I mean, we have a great yes. show every week, but let's try something different. Stand by. Hang on. This is Financial Jeopardy. Please welcome <laughs> today's contestants. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Wait, we need some applause. Can I get some applause, please? Here we go. Oh, wow. An enthusiastic Perfect. crowd, no doubt. Okay, so Ben and Matt. We're are. so excited today. I know. <laughs> yeah, so there's our contestants, Ben and Matt. They're ready to go. We have four different categories. All right, let's see what we got. We have retirement, important retirement ages, penalties and fees, saving vehicles, and retirement rules of thumb. Each category contains five questions. Now, each question you answer correctly, you will earn the dollar value associated with that question. Each category ranges from 200 to 1,000, and the questions will gradually become more difficult along the way. All right, this is going to be fun. Okay, so what uh, what category you want to start with?
0: All right, let's start with, uh, let's start at the beginning. Important retirement ages, and let's go 200. Let's uh, ease, us, ease, yeah. ease us into it. All right, it.
1: here we go. we we'll ease you into it. Okay, the age at which you can begin making catch up contributions to your 401k. Uh, do I have to answer in the form of a
0: question? Yes, sir. <laughs> that, uh, yes? that, that's going to be my problem. Or you'll here. get this. So when it comes to catch-up contributions, that's additional money you can put into 401ks, IRAs, and ross, and that is 50 years old. So the answer is, what is 50 years old? Nicely done. All right, let's go for 400 now. The age at
1: which you can begin taking your Social Security benefits. Who wants to answer that one? Oh,
2: yeah, I got that one. The age at which you can begin... Assuming you're not on some kind of disability, and that would be what is, since I got the question, what is uh, age 62?
1: Nicely done. uh, Now, what about a disability? Can you go uh, earlier? uh, Is that
2: right? Yeah, you you can, depending on on what's going on there. But I I do want to say, just because that is the earliest age, if you're driving and listening and you're 61 and a half and your birthday's coming up, don't get too excited. (laughs) Talk with a financial advisor. Maybe better to wait. All right. I wanted to be known. I want to be known that I just won four hundred dollars and Ben only won two. Yeah, <laughs> yours seemed
0: easy though.
1: <laughs> okay, <All right. laughs> so okay, guys, hang on. They're getting harder. <laughs> All right, for six hundred, the age at
2: which
0: folks can typically begin Medicare this is somewhat tricky one. So that is what is age 65. Mm-hmm. and So full retirement age is now for most people 67, yet Medicare can start at 65.
1: Now, if people, let's say they retire at 62, they're going to need to find a way to uh, fill in that gap from 62 to 65. We know health insurance can be
0: really costly, guys. Am I right? Yeah, typically it's about $1,000 per month per person in the area. And so it's, I mean, it's part of planning, but don't let Medicare age determine your retirement date. So sixty five shouldn't be the date just because that's when you can take Medicare. Plan have a plan that structures so that you can take uh, extra funds earlier if you have the finances to do it to cover the right. medical costs.
1: Let's go for eight hundred. This age is the latest you can claim Social Security. We got the earliest. Now, how about the latest?
2: Oh yeah, they're, uh, the latest you're going to wait to claim Social Security is. But oh, what is age 70? <laughs> Nicely done. Nice well, that's done. actually not true. It's it's not the latest you not claim. The latest, right. yeah. I said the late, but the way I worded it, the latest <laughs> you'd want to claim. I, I corrected the
0: question. That That, that is correct. Yeah. yeah you can take Social Security later, but there's no benefit to yeah, it. I no, mean, no. If, if you're somehow, money. Yeah. If
1: somehow you forget and you're 72, oh, for gosh sakes, I have
0: two years, I forgot to take Social <laughs>
1: Security. They don't go, sorry, you missed it. <laughs> right. You yeah. It. You yeah. can still take it. Right. Okay. All right. Oh, $1,000. Here we go. What is the age you must start taking your required minimum distributions? Or as we like to say, because we use, uh, you know, uh, acronyms and everything else, RMDs, what do you think?
0: Well, this is also a trick question because it depends on your age. So if you are already taking required minimum distributions, you have to continue taking required minimum distributions. And so if you're 72, then you have to keep taking your, your RMDs. But if you are turning 72, on or after January 1st of this year, then your RMD is starting at 73, and by 2033, your RMDs would be at 75. So if you're not 73 by 2033, it's going to be 75 as your RMD schedule. So you're it right. depends on uh, when you're born.
1: See, I knew I knew Ben and Matt would know all of these. I mean, this is what they do every single day, and that's why <laughs> you need to get a hold of them. The show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. And they're here to help you take charge of your money, like I mentioned a little bit earlier. Here's that phone number, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Get on their calendar, no cost, no obligation. The folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies are standing by. All right, I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. And let's keep going here. All right, so we're going to do, how about we do retirement savings vehicles next? You guys all set with that? All yeah, right, let's so. do it. Here we go. For 200 a traditional pension was essentially replaced
2: by this retirement savings vehicle in recent years. Uh, yes, let's have a moment of silence for the pension disappearing <laughs> and dying. Uh, that has been replaced by what everyone now knows as the 401k. So what is a 401k?
1: Yeah, nicely done. Yeah, you got the gold watch, you got, you know, the pension, you rode off into the mm-hmm. sunset. Uh, it doesn't happen very often these days. And a lot of people don't realize the uh, 401k is, is part of the tax code. That's where that came from. Is that correct? That's correct,
2: and and if you're listening, you say I have a 403b. What's that? Not it's it's a nonprofit or Or 401a. There's there's a lot of them. Yeah. And, and I will say, Gary, uh, Ben is still going to give us gold watches when you and oh, I retire. can I can hardly, I can hardly <laughs> wait. By the way, uh, Ben uh, stayed up one night and read the
0: entire tax code. He couldn't sleep, so it was—, it was Yeah, except it would take three years if you're reading it. <laughs> There's like 25,000 pages. Is that many pages? <laughs> it's, well, he's, it's ridiculously he's, he's, long.
1: He's one of those readers of skim reading. You ever see the people that read really fast? That's, that's Ben. All right, for $400, when it comes to medical expenses— This saving vehicle has a triple
0: tax benefit associated with it. So triple tax benefit typically refers to contributing tax-free, growing tax-free, coming back tax-free, and that would be an HSA when we're talking medical expenses. So contributing to it, you don't have to pay taxes as long as it's qualified medical. Yeah. Don't try to buy a bottle of vodka like I did. Put it down for medicinal
1: purposes. That that,
2: that is not for medicinal purposes. Ben Ben did not say what is, so I think I'm I'm right now. Hold on one second.
1: (laughs) we're we're gonna give it to him anyway okay we're kind around here we're gonna give it to him anyway all right for 600 this tool not me i'm not a tool uh helps you create uh guaranteed (laughs) well maybe uh this
2: tool helps you create guaranteed lifetime income uh when you hear that word guaranteed lifetime income and uh generally we are talking about uh a life annuity so what is an annuity Right, And again, if you're listening,
0: uh, still talk that over with your financial advisor. They're not all created equal. Not all. And most cases you can do better somewhere else, but mm-hmm. an annuity.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. There's many different kinds of annuities and people get frightened when they hear the word. No need to. Some good ones, some bad yeah. ones. And Ben and Matt will walk exactly. you through those for sure. All right, let's 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 squeeze in one more question here. Oh, all right. Uh, for 800 this retirement savings vehicle can be started by an employee even if
0: another plant is in existence. So that is an individual retirement account. That'd be an IRA. And depending on how much money you make, it could also be a Roth IRA that you can contribute to in addition to your 401k. So Matt, what is an IRA? (laughs) Just to help kind of ease. I'm so so proud of you. I mean, the truth is about all of these questions though, regardless of if we're talking about the fees that are associated with it to what type of rule we should use, it all comes down to a personal preference, a, a personal plan. You know, the plan that you create for you in retirement has to be unique to you. It has to be flexible enough to be able to structure when the world changes around you, but also, uh, you know, set enough to be able to get you your income that you need. And this doesn't usually work through a, a pie chart, through a diversification of some stocks and some bonds. I mean, if you look at the last couple of years, bond funds have been down for two and a half years, and that's supposed to be safe money. Well, it's not safe when it can lose. So all this comes down to an overall plan structure. And if and, you know some of this stuff confusing and uh, somewhat stacked against the amateur investor and that some of the best investment tools are actually behind a an advisor. You have to get an advisor to help you place those. So, you know, Matt and I, we always leave about 10 spots open during these radio shows to have a completely complimentary meeting and as fiduciaries, we will sit down and look at your specific scenario. What plan do you have? Do you have a written down retirement plan? Do you know how you're drawing your income? Do you know what the tax implication is of that income draw, including inflation adjustments? What about Social Security? When should you draw it? How should you draw it? What are the concerns about Social Security going away and how do you mitigate some of those concerns? These are all the topics that Matt and I go through and we would start with that complimentary meeting. And if there's nothing we can help you with, then we'll say, hey, you're doing great. You know, move on. You got a second set of eyes and you know that you're good. If there is something you can help with, then we'll take a look at it and we'll see what options that we have. Now, if you shoot us a call and you get sent a voicemail, leave a message. We will call you back and we'll get you on the calendar as soon as we can, either remote or in person, whichever one makes the most amount of sense for you. All right great advice here's that phone number 877-249-6900 now our goal to
1: show here is help you make the best decision any questions about what we're talking about or how it may apply to your own situation pick up the phone the folks at soundpath retirement strategies are standing by 877-249-6900 no cost or no obligation what are you waiting for you deserve a more confident plan to retire stress-free peace of mind that's what you want when you move into retirement that number again 877-249-6900. 877 249 6900. All right, we're going to take a short break. be back with more of Ben and Matt and Sound Path to Retirement in just a minute. What do you guys want to do? Want to keep going? Yeah, after
2: the break, let's just continue to put our knowledge to the test with more financial jeopardy.
1: Hey! Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan and here to help you take charge of your money back with us ben koval and matt leiberger they are both fiduciaries which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients we are playing financial jeopardy that's what we're doing and we're up to the one thousand dollar question retirement savings vehicles they're getting tougher they're getting tougher here we go 1, Oh, by the way you guys are up to five thousand dollars nicely done um, we're checking with awesome. our. Yeah, we're checking with our accountants. I don't know if we have that much in our checking account, but <laughs> we'll have to have to work on that later. Maybe you take. A, will you guys take an IOU or something? We'll, we'll Absolutely, it. we'll figure it out. All right, for one thousand dollars, the way your funds are distributed
2: across asset classes. All right. Asset classes, asset allocation. Uh, the answer there, what is diversification? You want to make sure you are diversified amongst the different asset allocations and within the different asset classes. And yeah. Then for purpose and retirement. For purpose and retirement. Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. And we could spend a whole show talking about di- diversification, like we said in prior shows, having a bunch of stocks, not diversification. You have to have different asset classes. I've learned that from Ben and Matt during these shows. You guys have no idea how much I've learned from you each week. It's just a, just fully amazing here. All right. Well, so, the next
2: week, we're going to test you. Oh, yeah. yeah, that'd be a really yeah. good idea. Let's turn, <laughs> let's turn the tables next week.
1: All right, so let's see. Uh, our next one, uh, let's do retirement rules of thumb. All okay. right, for 200 bucks, guys, uh, many consider this age to be the magic number at which folks could retire.
0: Well, this is this is back from, from decades ago. It used to be this age, and a million dollars that's that was the goal and so is 65 now, that used to be the full retirement age for for people so i'm gonna retire at 65 and then a million dollars and i'll be set that neither of those are are overly accurate at this point so mm-hmm. what is yeah. age 65
1: yeah did you say a million dollars hang on let's see <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep trying to set you up for that one Gary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah i've got lots of buttons here to press today i'm very excited about this show all right so yeah uh bare naked ladies uh, 1986 something like that okay so for 400 bucks this rule of thumb involves withdrawing a
2: specific
1: percentage of retirement funds Annually. Oh, boy, you're not going to like this one. <laughs> uh, the answer to
2: this, I'll speak for him. This is what is Ben's favorite rule? <laughs> no, this is uh, known as uh, the 4% rule. Was the 4% rule? Which for all of our listeners who have heard us, uh, we, we definitely have some thoughts, strong opinions on this. Uh, th- this would be another one. Please sit down with your financial advisor to come up with a plan and do not base anything on a simple Four percent rule. Well, yeah. it's
0: interesting about the four percent rule. I, I know I always talk about this. Yeah. this really, is, this is always yeah. what I preach. Yeah. But the big thing is that the the creator of the four percent rule even came out and was saying how it doesn't work very well in high inflationary environments. Yeah. And, <laughs> what What are we in right now? Yeah, that was twenty twenty one, and <laughs> yeah. you're looking yeah. gun. Yeah, that's what we're in. Well, yeah. and, and yeah. now you know he's he's come back and he's changing some of the the rule mechanics in terms of how much you should. And he's been retired for man, ten years now. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't quite work in all c- circumstances, yeah. so mm-hmm. make sure you're talking it through. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the next question is, what is Ben's blood pressure now? So that's what I, <laughs> I, I shot right up there. All right, for 600, the simplified formula. This simplified formula helps measure how compound interest impacts your investments over time.
0: Yeah, that is the rule of 72. So what is the rule of 72? Now, what that one does is you take 72 and divide it by whatever return that you're expecting in your investment. And that's how many years it will take to double. Mm-hmm. So uh, a pretty easy formula, general speaking, you know, if it takes 2% return, 72 divided by two, it will take you 36 years to double. So mm-hmm. just- uh yeah. Yeah. Maybe you need to do a two, yeah maybe you need to do a little better than yeah maybe you need to do
1: a little better than two percent maybe if you're, if you're looking long. at accumulating
0: I mean this helps quite a bit when it comes to you know your twenty thirty forty year olds that yeah, are trying exactly. to yeah. grow as much yeah. as they can well, this gives you a good concept of how you invest in volatility all right here we go
1: for eight hundred, the sixty forty portfolio would be split among these two classes.
2: Yeah, so when you hear somebody use two numbers uh, right beside each other, they are generally splitting it between uh, equity and debt or also known as stocks and bonds. So a 60-40 portfolio would be uh, 60% stocks, 40% bonds. So that would be it. What, what are stocks and bonds? Absolutely. All right. I do want to remind everybody the show is
1: Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With us each week at this time, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. And they are both fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients. And I tell you, they're darn good Jeopardy players, too. Here's that phone number, 877-249-6900. Get on the calendar. No cost, no obligation. What are you waiting for? Get that comprehensive plan for you. All put together, no cost, no obligation. 877-249-6900. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. And again, the show is Sound Path to Retirement up to the $1,000 question under retirement rules of thumb. All right, this formula creates a figure that when converted into a percentage can help you determine the approximate risk exposure for your age.
0: Uh, This is a pet peeve of mine. Um, Mm -hmm. What is the rule of 100? Uh, The issue is that this compounds the problem with the 4% rule. So the rule of 100 is if you are 60 years old, that's 100 minus your age gets you how much stock exposure you should have. So if you're 80 years old, you should only have 20% stock exposure. Well, not everybody's created equally, right? And so if you're in you know bond funds that could also lose money and the 4% rule, it can be problematic. But that's the the general rule of thumb in terms of stock to bond exposure. All right,
1: you guys are up to 9 grand. How about that? Woo-hoo. Wow. Let me check with the accountants. Do we have nine grand in the checking?
2: account? Uh, it's gonna be close. we will see. It's gonna be a nice lunch today. Yeah,
1: yeah what I I don't I don't get paid this week. I have to pay Ben and Matt. well okay. <laughs> All right uh, penalties for 200 our final uh, category. If you begin your distribution from an IRA prior to age 59 and a half, you would encounter this
2: penalty. Ooh, yeah, what is 10% penalty? And that's on top of, of course, the taxes uh, that you will pay full income for withdrawing from your IRA. So not pretty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want
1: to do that. I mean, that's one thing you don't want to do. And again, we talk about Ben and Matt and they... Uh, get you through that uh, comprehensive plan for you. You'll see where you're at, not only where you're at, but where you need to be as well. All right, so for $400, the amount of time an individual has to roll over funds from an IRA or qualified plan before incurring a penalty.
0: What is 60 days? So if you're doing a rollover or you accidentally do a uh, distribution and you want to get it back, you've got 60 days to put it back before it becomes permanent.
1: Yeah, but in most cases, don't these transfers take place uh, electronically on their own, without somebody
0: actually receiving a check. Well, well yes and, and no. So uh, I'll give you an example. Boeing is pretty antiquated still. Boeing will actually cut a check to the client and send it to them. That then needs to be sent to the custodian, to the Fidelity or Charles Schwab or whoever it is. Uh, but the check isn't written to you know Joe Smith. It's written to Fidelity for benefit you. of. Right. So it, in that case, it's not a distribution, and you, you know, but still get it into your account.
1: Uh oh. You know what that means guys? It is time for final jeopardy. All right, the category retirement. How much do you want to wager? Guys, you're up to 9600. You want to go all
0: in? What I mean, you guys are gambling. Well, we're, we're wagering your salary evidently, so let's <laughs> yeah. just go all in. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Okay, here we go. All in on my salary. Okay. Here's the answer to the question and you have the question of course. The answer the most important four-letter word to consider when preparing for retirement. No, it's not that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I've, I've heard a few different yeah, no, uh, answers not, to this. Not, I will give you a It's not me. that
1: one. No. What is it? A plan. Yeah. He's yeah. uh, yeah. got a plan.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's, that's the biggest thing. I mean, we've talked about this before multiple times, right? Is that a, a plan is the most crucial element of retirement planning. And when it comes to a plan, we're not talking about a general sense. We're not talking about vagaries. Uh, that's one of the reasons I don't like 4% rule is because it's all vague. It's just a guesswork on how much we can draw. A plan will actually show how much money you're going to be drawing every single year in retirement. It's going to show the tax consequence of that draw, whether it's coming from an IRA, a brokerage account, a Roth, whatever the case is. It will also take into consideration things like tax efficiencies. How do we minimize overall taxes? What if one of the spouses pass away early? All of a sudden, that, that surviving spouse has jumped into a single tax bracket. And they still have the income draw that they're going to need. So usually that's a lot more expensive. All of these concerns, all of these issues get resolved through proper planning. And that's one reason why Matt and I don't have 20, 30, 40-year-old clients. All of our clients are retired or within 10 years of retirement. And it's because the game fundamentally changes at the point that you walk out that door. So Matt and I always leave 10 spots open for people to call in to be able to get completely complimentary meetings with us, whether it's in person in Seattle, in person in Bellevue or remote. If COVID taught us anything, it's how to be able to do these conversations remote. But in this meeting, we'll do the first steps of figuring out where you are. What does retirement look like for you? Is retirement possible? Is it going to happen sooner than you think? For most cases, that's, that's, the case. that's how it works. And then from there, we'll be able to structure the beginnings of what this plan will be for you. Now, a lot of times investment advisors start with the investments. They'll say, okay, well, we need to be in these XYZ investments. Matt and I don't start with investments. We start with what your goals are. What are we trying to achieve? Because if you're independent like we are, then you can use any of the investments available to be able to make those goals work. So shoot us a call. If you end up getting sent to voicemail, please leave us a message. We will call you back as soon as we can as the lines get busy. And then we'll look forward to talking to you. All right, great advice. Here's that number, 877 249 6900.
1: Right now, we still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar, so I suggest you pick up the phone right now, punch those numbers in, 877 249 And the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation. So what are you waiting for? Get on their calendar, 877 249 6900. Uh, Well done, guys. We'll continue with Sound Path to Retirement with Ben and Matt in just a moment. What do you guys want to do next?
0: Selecting the right financial advisor is paramount to your financial success. Coming up, we're going to share 10 questions you should prepare to ask any financial professionals. You don't want to miss number five. Stay tuned.
1: Welcome back to the show. The show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate Gary Nolan. Back with us to help you take charge of money is Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger. They have helped hundreds of clients achieve their financial retirement goals over the years. They're both fiduciaries by law. Very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor. I want to thank you for joining us. 97.3 Cairo News Radio. The process of meeting and interviewing potential financial professionals can be more challenging than you think. Now, in order To make sure you select the right financial advisor, we've compiled a list of questions folks should be prepared to ask a financial advisor. Now, we covered many retirement planning questions and answers during Financial Jeopardy. With that in mind, we're going to be able to dive into the most critical questions You should prepare to ask a potential financial advisor. We're going to be getting the most important question is when you sit down with a professional from a
2: professional. Go ahead, guys. You take it. Yeah, I'd start off with a question that has to do with both the person you're meeting with and the company they work for. It's just uh, so it's so foundational. And it's the question, how are you licensed? how are you licensed? And 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 that phrase has more to do with the person you're sitting down with, but I'd step back for a second and look at the company you're, you're sitting with and make sure they are registered as a, as a registered investment advisory firm. Uh, and then with the person you are meeting, and, and this all has to do with being a fiduciary, by the way, the key words you want to hear is series 65. Uh, I'm a series 65 fiduciary. Ben is a series 65 fiduciary. Having a Series 65 is is different than having, say, like a Series 7 or Series 66. And I, I know there's a lot of numbers out there. Uh, Gary, don't worry. We're not going to test you on all these numbers. Oh, thank goodness. But uh, <laughs> but if, if someone has a Series 7 and a Series 66, that's what sometimes we call in the industry a dual hat licensure. And it means they can act as a fiduciary for you and, and often might. Uh, but it means they can also... Uh, take off the hat, put on the banker broker hat. And so I would argue, meet with somebody who can never take off the the fiduciary hat. That's a series 65 fiduciary.
0: Well, and license matters quite a bit, but also the qualifications of the advisor self. And that's number two. And so when we're talking qualifications first, what's the length of time that they've been in the industry? That's going to be an important one or the length and time that the that the process has been like the planning has been. So a new advisor isn't necessarily a bad thing. You just want to make sure that they know what, they, what they're what they doing, that they have a, a history of these types of things. So other ways to be able to structure qualifications is going to be things like a master's degree, whether it's in business or finance, typically help. And then the the last one is what other professional designations. So what's the alphabet soup out of there? Now, some of these are, you know, you, you pay And all of a sudden, you could put three letters outside your name. But the most known is going to be the CFP designation, Certified Financial Planner. For this one, they have to take multiple courses, they have to pass a uniform exam and certify every single year that they were a fiduciary to every client that they talked to. So it means if somebody has a CFP after their name, that they take that responsibility seriously. And that's what I have as as a CFP as well. So what are their qualifications linked into their licensing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to go with both of those as well, if if you
2: ask the question and I'll, I'll, I'll make this its own question, but if you ask the question, do you abide by fiduciary duty, right? Or, or your yeah. fiduciary responsibility? That's going to, if you forget what that series 65 means or what have you, that's going to help you know whether they are acting in a fiduciary manner for you. And it's important to ask. And it's not an insult. When someone looks at me and says, based on this advice, are you, are you telling me this as a fiduciary? I'm glad people ask. And I say, yes, yeah. absolutely.
1: Right. And the show is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate with us each week at this time, Ben Covel, Matt Leiberger. I want you to get on their calendar, and this way set yourself up with a comprehensive plan for retirement. No cost, no obligation. Here's that number, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. We're going through questions you should ask a potential financial advisor. All right, keep going, guys. These are really fascinating. These are interesting to our listeners, I know.
0: Yeah. The next one is what services do you provide or what does your typical client look like? And so what services you provide, meaning what do you, what do you do? What, what can you do? So what you're looking for here is really independence. You're looking for an advisor that can provide any financial product that's out there. And so that way, you know, that there's an availability of, of all of these different vehicles to be able to suit your needs. And then what does your typical client look like helps to know where do you fit Make sure you know what they're providing, that they're independent from the advice. You know, the way that I always kind of bring this up is if you're talking to an advisor from Fidelity, what do you think they're going to be offering you? Fidelity funds. Fidelity products. Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, they can do more, but they typically lead on Fidelity fronts. So make sure who you're talking to, the services they provide, they're independent from them. So that way they can say, hey, we've got this Vanguard fund, this Fidelity fund. They're better in their own, own right. And let's let's kind of combine it all together. Yeah. And let's get number five been promised in the teaser. This was a good one. And
2: it is It sounds like such a simple question, but so important. Whether I I tell people this all the time, whether you've had a single advisor for 10 years, or you're interviewing 10 advisors right now, ask this question. It's simply, uh, how do you get paid? Right. How do you make money? And and I don't just mean how much am I going to write a check for at the end of this hour long meeting with you. But overall, how much do my funds pay you? Are you getting paid anything on the back end uh, if you help place products for me? Because the truth is, it's it's very possible this person could be making some kind of a a placement for placing a fund on the back end. And and that's okay. Uh, It's the way the industry works. But uh, what's not okay is for it to be a secret. And this is just ways to kind of uncover conflicts of interest, uh, as well as a very basic uh, idea that Ben and I uh, talk about a lot. Ben's also uh, blood pressures rising, just (laughs) looking at me, knowing I'm I'm about to say this. Uh (laughs) Uh, But if somebody is a percentage payment person, percentage of AUM or assets under management, uh, that's very common. Uh, Someone pays 1% of their total assets under management. Ben and I do not do that. Uh, I would argue find somebody that doesn't do that. Find somebody who who charges uh, an hourly or flat rate for for uh, products uh, or time. And and the reason being is I've I've heard Ben say this before, and I've I've stolen it. I like it. But uh, if if is there anything I can do to make the stock market go up this year? No, nope. no, no. So why should I get a raise just because the stock market does great and your portfolio went up twenty percent? Why should I get a twenty percent raise if I didn't do anything for that? I shouldn't, I don't personally think it's ethical. I hope in the future that true fiduciaries will no longer charge a percentage. We'll see if that happens. Uh, but yeah, ask that question, how do you get paid? You're yeah. talking about yeah. that commercial that I see running on TV. We yeah, make money yeah, when no you comment. make money. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no I, I, I really tried to save myself from- uh, yeah. Well, I thought
1: <laughs> I'd mention it for
2: fun.
0: All right, couple of minutes left guys, keep going. These, these are great. Yep, next one here is what kind of extra cost if any are involved. So sometimes there's gonna be extra costs involving uh, a planned setup fee or something so just make sure that you're asking outside of how they're getting compensated from your asset base or from the placement of assets what other costs are associated make sure you have the full picture
2: yeah and and, and that's going to go into as well you know we're talking about costs, but in the end what, what what are you doing and 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 when I ask that I mean like you must have a philosophy as an advisor on investing. Share that philosophy with me. So ask that, what is your investment philosophy? And what you're looking for is you're looking to see, does this philosophy line up with you, with your risk tolerance? Sometimes there's really just a gut feeling you get when you meet with an advisor. I'll sit down with people and right away, I know that they're that that, that they in alignment with me and I'm in alignment with them. And it creates a great relationship and, and, and really good success. Uh, you're also looking to see if your portfolio's properly diversified, not just within stocks, but within all the different asset classes. And you really, really, really want to find out what their
0: philosophy is on taxes and tax plans. So ask, ask about their investment philosophy. Yep, absolutely. And this one kind of goes hand in hand with that as well, which is how often are they going to communicate with you? And so ask them, what's, what's a typical year look like in terms of our interaction? Sometimes they'll say, oh, only when you reach out to me. Well, it's better to know that ahead of time as opposed to expecting something happening quarterly or whatever the case is. So just ask the question, what's the communication look like and how does our relationship work? Mm-hmm.
2: And when you're looking holistically, uh, Ben, let's let's go to the next one. When you're looking holistically uh, at your entire financial plan, it's good to know whether that financial planner can handle every area of a financial plan. Because a, fin- a financial plan, especially in retirement with a distribution strategy, right? it's a lot more than just knowing can you buy and sell stocks for me right? This is a retirement plan. It's a game changer. Um, When you sit down with Ben or myself, uh, we're going to sit down, we're going to go over five main areas to create a holistic, clear, coherent, comprehensive retirement plan and distribution strategy. We're going to talk income planning, tax planning, uh, insurance planning, estate planning, and then of course, the actual investment planning. Uh, You you need to look at all these holistically to come up with a holistic working plan. Yeah. And and that's really, as you if any of this stuff is sticking out to you in your mind right now saying, man, I don't know if I've gone down all those areas. Uh, I think I just talk about, you know, the 4% rule. And I, I think I just uh, diversify amongst stocks. But man, if this has really opened up some questions in your mind, now's the time we're going to open up the phone lines again and give Ben and myself a call and get on our calendars, and we'll sit down and, and we'll go over these areas. We will go over income planning, tax planning, insurance planning, estate planning, and investment planning. We're going to talk strategy for Social Security. When is the best time to take it for you in your particular situation? Uh, we're, 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 we're really just going to sit at first and listen to where you're at, where do you want to go, and then we're going to create and chart out the path to get there. One thing we believe in is creating a single-page uh, overview Of a tax, uh, sorry, of an income plan for you going from now till age 100. Not because we think everyone's gonna live to age 100. I hope you do. But just to be safe, we don't wanna run out of money. So we're gonna plan this out and we wanna make it clear and simple. One thing I've heard a lot over my time doing this is people that say, man, my plan's just confusing. There's 20 pages I'm thumbing through. Matt, will you look at it and tell me what my current plan is? And uh, one thing that Ben and I believe in is getting rid of the sales double talk and trying to sit down and make something clear and coherent and easy for you. So if that sounds like something you want to sit down and begin to talk through, give us a call. If you call and get on our calendar, you're going to get a copy of Ben's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. That's going to give you some great insight into both Ben and our entire company. Uh, on our strategy for retirement planning. If you do call and the lines are busy, leave us a message. As soon as someone's free, we will get right back to you and get you on our calendar. So give us a call. We look forward to talking with you. All right, great advice, Matt. Here's that phone number right up front,
1: 877-249-6900. The first step, sit down with Ben and Matt and the folks at Soundpath Retirement Strategies. If something we've been talking about resonates with you and you feel the need maybe to get that second opinion and want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals, very important risk tolerance we talk about or maybe you don't have a plan you need that plan we talked about it in financial jeopardy very important four-letter word plan 877-249-6900 the folks are standing by at soundpath retirement strategies do it now no cost no obligation you deserve a more confident plan to retire stress-free peace of mind that's what you want 877-249-6900 great job guys that was really enlightening i'm sure our listeners really enjoyed that and we're going to take a quick break. Be back with more of Sound Path to Retirement with Ben and Matt in just a moment. What's up next,
2: guys? Uh, when we come back, we're going to tackle the questions from our listeners. So stay tuned.
1: Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. Back with us to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval and Matt Weiberger. They've helped. Hifo- Hundreds of clients plan for their retirement years. And thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Just went through some great questions you should be asking when you're meeting with a uh, potential financial advisor. One of the things we talked about, how important it is that you meet with a fiduciary. Ben and Matt are both fiduciaries, which by law, they have to have the best interest of their clients. All right, so let's get to our questions that came into us from the phone. All right, here we go. Let's go to Leonard in West Seattle. I know open enrollment is coming up this fall. This is a topic. Is this a topic I should be discussing with a financial advisor? If so, what type of questions are others asking to make sure you're making the right decision? Soon, we're going
0: to be bombarded by TV commercials about open enrollment, guys. Yeah. So open enrollment um, for Medicare starts October 15th, and it goes through the beginning of December. I think it's like December 7th. And so, when it comes to who you should be discussing it with, so financial advisor is always someone you should discuss these types of things with for how it structures into your overall plan. Uh, Sometimes the financial advisor will have somebody on staff that does Medicare planning as well that you could work with. If not, Medicare um, consultants are free to you. And so you could reach out to anybody and they could help kind of walk you through if the financial advisor doesn't have that on staff. But the way that it really relates to you is things like tax efficiency. So Medicare cost is based off of two years ago's income. So we want to make sure that we're playing that into the the whole picture when we're talking Roth conversions or IRA distributions or income generation. So the financial advisor should be able to help you with how to m- minimize your Medicare cost while also still achieving your your income goals. Uh, so usually yes, but there might also be somebody else you need to talk to with a Medicare consultant.
1: Mhm. Can can you guys know what is the difference between I hear this kicked around a lot. Uh, we see commercials for advantage plan and supplemental plans. What what that's you're dealing with part B, correct? And pretty much?
0: Yeah, so this is how uh, how to fill the gap. So regular Medicare, you're going to have a deductible that you have to pay just like any other insurance plan. Sure. And so there's there's two other uh, supplements that you can do for Medicare. One of them eliminates the deductible. to where you're paying more per month, but then you don't have a deductible that you have to pay for for regular medical expenses and such. And the other one is where you're essentially not paying for Medicare monthly. You're paying as needed when you go in. Uh, And that one's a, a, a bit riskier. If you're healthy and you never have any issues, then of course it's cheaper when you're paying significantly more than if you're just paying the premium for Medicare itself. So uh, pros and cons to each of them as as you go through that. But again, that's where a Medicare consultant could help. Yeah, absolutely. Because we talk
1: about, you know, puzzle pieces, uh, many moving parts when it comes to retirement. Yeah, and Medicare is completely confusing to a lot of people. All right, Phyllis and Bothwell, a few questions. What can I do or what should I do with an old 401k retirement account of mine? My former employer stopped contributing to it when I got laid off after the pandemic in 2020. As of today, my balance is roughly $16,000. Will this account continue to grow even if I don't
2: contribute to it? Phyllis, great questions. And uh, these are questions I've I've heard often having to do with old 401ks, 401ks uh, with companies that you no longer work for. Uh, so first of all, uh, uh, my heart goes out to you for getting laid off uh, in the pandemic in 2020. I know that happened to a lot of people. Uh, I'm not sure where you've landed at this point, but let's talk generally about some of these questions. Your 401k, the one thing you don't want to do is forget about it. So that's why I'm glad you're asking the question. Yeah. I've had a lot of people say, I think I've got a 401k from 20 years ago, right? I think I worked at, you know, Sears and and, and there's one out there, but uh, you know, you, you have some choices. 401ks uh, if they're over a certain level can stay with your former company if you want generally that's about $5,000 that you have in there and uh, or $1,000 that's been uh, given as a match then often you can keep it in there uh, but that's up to the individual company you can roll it over into an IRA and take control of it yourself Or you can roll it over into a new 401k. Phyllis, I'm not sure if you found a new job since 2020, but if you have, you can roll it over to what you have now so you have a a single place to look for all your funds. Um, Really, here's what you want to consider. 401ks are often uh, a little less expensive in terms of fees, but they also have less options than an IRA does. So depending on how it's performing, uh, that's something you're going to want to look at. and and again, depending on if you're working somewhere else now and you want to uh, to move that over, all that to say, though is will it continue to grow? Your final question, even if you don't contribute to it., uh, assuming it's not all in the cash position and it is still invested, then then yeah, you're still you're still invested. It's still doing what what the market is doing how How long can you keep that? I mean, can you keep
1: it indefinitely because i I don't know the answer to that uh,
2: I'm ashamed to say i I found a 401k not too long ago from a from an old company that I haven't been with for a long time <laughs> and uh and it was it was it was kind of fun to uncover it it wasn't a lot, but it was still there doing its thing and uh no it's it's not like one day the company just says uh it's been five
0: years i'm I'm gonna keep yeah, your money see you later so yeah. Yeah. Well, it yeah. does depend on how much is in the 401k though. So sometimes if you have under like $5,000 5, in true. a 401k, then you're going to get a letter saying, Hey, you're, you're too small potatoes to stay in the yeah. 401k. After don't want employment, so yeah. mm-hmm. do something with it.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's what they call the de minimis or the force plan distribution, uh, rule. And, and they can basically just put it into an IRA. They're, they're, they're going to kick it out of yeah. their plan.
1: All right. Okay, good. Uh, launch on Ben today. Cause he found that 401k. All right,
0: so uh, the show. Well, well, Matt found that one. I've actually found one for my wife, though. Oh, so yeah. She worked at Mervyn's. Okay. Like years and years oh, ago. I and that, so yeah. she had like four grand. Wow. And so that's great. Yeah. All right.
2: Sarah, if you're listening to this and you have hidden money, let me know. Let's find it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer
1: advocate. And uh, with us, uh, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger with us each week at this time. 877-249-6900. That's a phone number. You get on the calendar. You deserve a more confident plan to retire. Stress-free, peace of mind. Nothing changes Do you pick up that phone and punch those numbers in. Comprehensive plan, no cost or no obligation. 877-249-6900. All right, let's get to you, Floyd in Newcastle. I'm 57. I recently completed a backdoor IRA, but after the fact, I realized that I accidentally converted 26 cents over the 7500 limit. What can I do now? this sounds like big trouble big trouble for Floyd
0: so 26 cents that's not a that's not a huge deal and and really Floyd, you got three options when it comes to over contributing to an IRA or a Roth in any given year uh, the first thing you can do is just you just apply it to the next year's contributions uh, and then it takes care of itself there. Uh, or you can complete a return of excess contributions form, which for twenty six cents, I don't think I would. I don't think I would really do that. Uh, but for those who are listening, what a backdoor IRA is, or a backdoor Roth is, essentially, if you make over the income limit to contribute to a Roth IRA uh, traditionally, then you can put seventy five hundred dollars in this case into a non deductible IRA, meaning that you are not going to claim it as a deduction from your income tax for that year so you're paying taxes on it and then the next year you can then take that non-deductible IRA and roll it into a Roth so it's it's a loophole it's probably going to be closed next time that they do anything for tax related but currently it's it's available
1: all right there you go Floyd all right Stacy Mount Vernon final question I have a 401k from a previous employer that I'm considering rolling over into an IRA so I don't have two different big name companies involved in my finances the problem is I'm down around 12% on the 401k should I wait to recoup some of the losses or just roll over the 40k right now
2: a lot of 401k questions I like it today um Yeah, Stacy what, what was the name stacy yeah Stacy let's um yeah let's talk about this for a second and and I'm really I'm going to focus on the last part first so i I understand you wanting to roll it over so you don't have multiple big name companies involved you kind of want to condense things. Um, but you talk about whether or not you should wait to recoup some losses. You mentioned your 401k is down about 12% and you're wondering if you should recoup some losses. This is a question I get quite a bit when people sit down and they're doing retirement planning overall. Because one thing that we talk a lot about is, is Ben and I kind of consider ourselves the master of the junk drawer. People will come to us with three different 401ks throughout their life. A Roth, you know, maybe they got an an annuity somewhere along the way, and that's just them. Their significant other has the same amount, and, and we look at everything that's in there, uh, maybe a brokerage account as well, and we think, okay, how do we re um, how do we redistribute this into a, a functional, coherent plan? And some people will look and say, well, I don't know if I want to move anything in that account because it's it's low, and maybe I should let it rebound, recoup first. And then other people, the interesting thing enough, they might have a brokerage account go, I don't know, that one's doing really well. If I, if I remove that, you know, redistribute those funds, sell off and rebuy, I'm going to have capital gains. Maybe I should just wait until I'm not doing so well in that one. And so I have a lot of people that just, they're scared to make a change when it's doing well. And sometimes they're scared to make a change when it's doing poorly. Then the fact is, it's not about timing in that sense. It really is about getting something set up. In an account, and in in a structure, invested in the right asset class and the right diversification within that asset. It's about getting things set up properly for the long term. And so, you know, sit down, let's look at it. Generally speaking, I would not, as a rule, uh, sit around and wait for something to recoup before you make a move that is healthy for your plan. Do what's healthy for your plan. So, uh, and and that's you know that's kind of what we're talking about today. Everything we've gone through with the Jeopardy game, which was a lot of fun for the first half of the show, uh, all the way down to these questions, uh, great questions that have come in from our listeners. These are these are things that we need to understand and have a good understanding of as we're planning for retirement. Uh, And and that's why I love the questions that come in every week because they really come from people who are looking to understand. So if what we've talked about has struck a chord and there's things that you want to understand, give us a call. We always leave 10 spots open each week to meet with Ben and myself. Not sure how many have filled up already, Uh, but if you do call in, and lines are busy. Leave a message. We'll, we'll, we'll get right back to you. But if you want a true understanding, here, here's a few things that I've found over my time that people don't always have a great understanding of. One, people don't often know how much they're paying in fees and commissions. And we had a whole section on that during the Jeopardy section. Uh, people don't often know how much unnecessary risk they're taking with their nest egg. Uh, and they and they very often don't understand the tax implement, uh, implications of their retirement savings and their distribution strategy. When are they pulling their funds, and from what tax liable buckets are they pulling their funds? So these are things that Ben and I will sit down. We will go over with you, and and we consider ourselves educators first. Um, so if that if that sounds like you, you want to sit down, give us a call, get on our calendar. We look forward to talking with you. All right, Matt, here's that uh, phone number. Terrific advice,
1: 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Your chance to benefit from that personalized retirement plan, comprehensive plan. Call right now. I just checked we still have a limited number not very many availabilities on our calendar this week and remember the consultation is offered no cost or no obligation here's that number again 877-249-6900 nothing happens nothing changes do you punch that number in Uh, i know you listen to the show each week say yeah i'll do it next week do it right now 877-249-6900 get that comprehensive plan all set up for you no cost or no obligation all right what a show we had a lot of fun today the show has flown right on by i'd like to thank everyone for listening we hope you found the information we presented helpful look forward to you all being back next week we'll have new topics and new questions right here on sound path to retirement with ben and matt guys it's a blast have a great week i'll talk to you next week thanks so much thanks gary
2: All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath retirement strategies, and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. Soundpath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through Soundpath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.